Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Parkinson's Recovery Radio Network. I am your host, Robert Rogers, the founder of Parkinson's Recovery, and get this, 2004. I have been identifying all sorts of natural options that we have discovered are helping individuals that are currently diagnosed with Parkinson's disease to celebrate a relief from just those symptoms. My guest today is really quite exciting. I know for a fact that she rarely agrees to be interviewed on any kind of a podcast or a radio show. And so I'm pleased and excited to, uh, to thank Dr. Amy Yasko for agreeing to be a guest on the radio show today. Dr. Yasko, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you for the opportunity to speak to all of your listeners. I'm, I'm loving what you do, and I'm excited to be a part um, of what you're doing and, and to give back and share. So I thank you again for, for, this, for this opportunity. And Dr. Yesko, I can also say I am very excited about the fact that you are available to talk about your amazing discoveries and work. Could you tell members of my listening audience a little bit about your background and how in the world you got involved in the alternative healthcare space? Sure. Um, my background initially was what one might consider more classic training. My doctorate is in microbiology, immunology, and infectious diseases from Albany Medical College. And then I did fellowships in pediatrics and infectious disease, as well as cancer research at Strong Memorial Hospital in Rochester, and then worked on DNA and RNA-based therapeutics at Yale Medical Center before spending many years in biotechnology, um, helping to develop DNA and RNA-based therapeutics and diagnostics. And at a certain point, I realized that many of the pathways that I was looking at using more classical uh, methods could also be addressed by natural products, whether it's supplements um, or vitamins, and that many of the same what we call signaling pathways are actually impacted by natural products. And and so at that point, I, I chose to go back for additional training in natural health care so that I would be formally trained in the use of herbs and supplements, vitamins, and, and some aspects of homeopathy. I have already put out the word to my audience uh, that they need to listen to this interview because you have developed the YASCO protocol. Tell us all about that. Um, Well, it's based on the concept that complex health conditions are multifactorial. And and to give a real-life example before I I apply it to the the health conditions we're we're talking about today, if you think about the sinking of the Titanic, and there was an iceberg because climate conditions were such to allow the formation of the iceberg, the winds were blowing the iceberg in the direction towards the boat. The binoculars that would have been used to be able to notice the iceberg were locked up and not available. The individual on the radio who had heard that there was an iceberg coming didn't convey that information to others on the boat. It was nighttime, so it was difficult to see. Once they knew there was an iceberg, they took a wrong turn. They didn't have enough lifeboats in order to save everyone. And the quality of some of the building materials for the boat were such that they were not the highest quality. So when the boat hit the iceberg, it it was, you know, it fell apart. And so that's a situation where if you could eliminate any one or more of those factors, 
you wouldn't have had a tragedy if they'd been able to even just have the binoculars to see the iceberg and respond in a timely fashion. And so in a similar way, um, complex health conditions, whether we're talking about Parkinson's, whether we're talking about autism, chronic fatigue, Lyme disease, MS, they are multifactorial. And so the components I look at for something like that would be microbes in the body, uh, stress, toxins your system has been exposed to, your underlying uh, genetics in nutritional pathways, and I'll, I'll talk about that more later on, and the level of glutamate in your system. And so if we can address even one of those factors, we can start to see progress in, in gaining better health and reducing symptoms. If we can work on multiple aspects, we, we tend to see really excellent results. And so the advantage of looking at all of these factors is we can come up with a program that is customized and tailored to each individual. And so it isn't a one-size-fits-all protocol. It's very individualized for each person. And so we look at the impact of each of these factors for every individual. And part of how we do that is using non-invasive testing. Because my background is research-based, I am very data-oriented. And so I don't want to just assume that a particular supplement or vitamin will be helpful for you. I want to run a test, get the data, make suggestions, have you consider adding those suggestions, give it some time, and then rerun a test to make sure that what we're doing is actually having a positive impact. And so it's not only customized in terms of setting up the initial program for you to consider, but customized and adjusted as we go along using non-invasive testing. Um, what do I mean by non-invasive testing? We can run hair tests and urine tests to look at toxic and essential minerals. We can run urine tests to look at the amino acids in your body. We can run urine tests to look at energy markers in your body. We can run urine, saliva, and stool tests to look at microbial loads in your system. And we can also combine that with blood testing you've run with your own doctor, as well as saliva-based genetic and nutrigenomic testing. And then the way the protocol is set up, um, I expect you to work with your own doctor. And so that your doctor can help to implement the program but what I do is donate my time to make suggestions for consideration on your non-invasive tests as well as your supplement list so that based on the data, I can look at you as a unique individual, make suggestions, and then you and your own doctor make the final choice as to what I've suggested are things that you do want to add or implement. And then I also give you a guide as to when you want to um, set up to run follow-up testing so that we can then reevaluate to make certain that what you're doing is working for you. Your background historically has had a strong focus on the field of autism. Can the YASCO protocol be actually utilized for other kind of neurological challenges, including Parkinson's disease? Definitely, yes. And actually, I started out working with adult neurological inflammation. I was working with individuals with Parkinson's, MS, Lou Gehrig's, um, a whole range of, of health conditions, 
And it was only through doing that that I happened to um, begin to work with several individuals with autism. And because the protocol has been so successful for autism, it, it has really grown tremendously in that field. But as I said, I originally began working with adults. And so the approach that I take is applicable not only to autism, but certainly um, also to Parkinson's. And, and one of the main points that, that I'll get back to again in a moment is this balance between glutamate and GABA, which is a key factor in, in many conditions that affect the, the neurological system. And, and glutamate has the tendency to overexcite nerves, and GABA is, is more calming for the nerves. And so even if we just begin by looking at the balance between glutamate and GABA, we often can see positive results um, not only for individuals with autism, but a lot of adults really benefit by, by focusing on the glutamate and GABA balance as a starting point, um, especially while we're waiting for test data to get a sense of minerals, amino acids, nutrigenomics, um, all of the other factors that, that can impact your health. But yes, it's, it's definitely applicable to Parkinson's in my um, experience. You have clearly stimulated the interest of members of my listening audience. How do you recommend a person with Parkinson's symptoms get started on the YASCO protocol? The, the first place to start, if you can, is to look at your genetics. And the genetics I look at are focused on a particular nutritional pathway. Um, and there's a couple of reasons for that. One is that I only believe in looking at genetics if we understand the pathways that they impact and if we have a positive way to work on imbalances in that pathway. Um, the other thing is this pathway is a nutritional pathway, and so it's very well suited to addressing it with natural supplements. And as mentioned to you later, this pathway, which I call the methylation cycle, is central to so many aspects of health in your body that having information about this pathway is an excellent guide to what your next steps will be for health. I do have my own nutrigenomic test that I developed, but I don't insist that people only use my test. If you've run um, a DNA-based test, even if it's for ancestry or something, you know, some other reason, and you have that data, we have a free site. You can input your information, and it will generate for you the the information that I need for this particular pathway. And so if you have any sort of um, genetic information for this pathway, that's a useful starting point. Even if you don't have genetics, you can, genetic data, you can still work on the protocol. And so the other piece to look at is to simply run an at-home hair elements test. And what that's going to do is not only tell me about toxic levels of chemicals in your body, but also key minerals that play a role in the methylation cycle, which then impacts um, so many aspects of health. And the ones in particular that we're interested in are lithium, cobalt, zinc, magnesium, key minerals that we want to be sure are in balance in your body. And, and part of the reason for that is that lithium plays a role in B12 transport. 
cobalt is a way to measure B12, and zinc, magnesium, and potassium all play a role, important role, in, in helping to calm your system and, and have an adequate balance in your body, you know, in addition to the role that glutamate and GABA play in terms of a calming, balancing role. And so, again, the, the two big ways to begin to work your way into the program would be to look at this simple at-home hair elements test and either running the nutrigenomic test that I've developed or sharing the data from whatever tests you have run if they've looked at some of the, the same genetics. The other thing is, um, as I said, I donate my time um, to evaluate some of this data because I want individuals to be able to use their resources to be able to purchase tests, to be able to um, go to their own doctor, and to be able to get uh, supplements and nutrients that, that they need to balance their health. And along those lines, I also share virtually all of my books online at no cost, all of the past talks that I've given online at no cost, where I go into all of these topics um, in a much more comprehensive way. And, and so your listeners would have access to all of that literature and videos if it's something they, they're interested in, you know, without having to um, invest in it. It's, it's something that's, that's available online at no cost. To help what a marvelous contribution to individuals currently experiencing Parkinson's symptoms. You mentioned methylation pathway. Most people don't know a lot about that. Can you elaborate on this particular pathway and its connection to Parkinson's? Yeah. So most people understand that water is a simple molecule, and it's H2O, two hydrogens and one oxygen. In a similar way, when we're talking about methylation, we're talking about a methyl group which has one carbon and three hydrogens. So it's a simple little molecule that has a carbon and three hydrogens. And even though it sounds so simple, this is something that the body is able to put on your DNA after the fact and help to regulate the turning on and turning off of genes. This group also plays a role in a large number of reactions in the body. And so the ability to generate these small methyl groups and move them around, I believe is absolutely critical for, for health and well-being. And some of the genes and enzymatic pathways that are talked about a lot with respect to Parkinson's, you'll notice are listed on the methylation pathway that I look at. And so whether it's something called COMT, which plays a role in the breakdown of dopamine, whether it's MAOs, that also play a role in the balance of dopamine and serotonin, whether it's the pathway that generates energy in your system, which is something called the Krebs cycle, whether it's the ability to process um, homocysteine, all of those are are tied into the methylation cycle. And so, um, what I did was, and I, I can send you a list of links, I went through PubMed, which is um, the literature database for science, and um, just a couple of titles that give you a sense of how critical methylation is for Parkinson's. And so I'll just read you a couple of titles of articles that give you a sense. 
um, methylation of alpha-synuclein and leucine-rich repeat kinase 2 in leukocytes of Parkinson's disease. Epigenetic clock and and methylation in Parkinson's disease. DNA methylation analysis in idiopathic and LR Parkinson's disease. Methylation of alpha synuclein and leucine rich repeat again in Parkinson's. DNA methylation in Parkinson's disease. Parkinson's disease is associated with DNA methylation in human blood and saliva. <laughs> DNA methylation as a biomarker for Parkinson's disease. Genome-wide brain DNA methylation analysis suggests reprogramming in Parkinson's disease. And then there are several other articles, DNA methylation with risk of Parkinson's disease and the role that it plays with respect to glutamate and GABA. And so I again repeat that looking at this pathway, which can be addressed by nutritional support because it's a nutritional pathway is directly related to um, some of the imbalances that are noted for Parkinson's as well as risk factors for Parkinson's. And so being able to um, look at the genetics to see where imbalances may lie for a particular individual and then looking at nutrition to support imbalances to bypass some of the genetics that might be a problem, and then using follow-up testing to make sure that the nutrients you've added are having the desired effect. And all of this can be done working with your own doctor, and even if your own doctor is not... Um, extremely familiar with some of this science, as I said, if, if you run the testing for this protocol um, through me, I can make suggestions that you and your own doctor can, can consider, and then you and your own doctor can make the final assessment what I've suggested that you may or may not want to add to your protocol and then to help to individualize it for you and customize it over time as you go along. You earlier discussed glutamate, which a lot of people uh, do not really think is a factor. Could you talk about the role of glutamate in relation to Parkinson's symptoms? Yes. Um, People are used to thinking about glutamate just as MSG, but there are a number of other compounds that are related to glutamate um, that have similar effects. And there's um, uh, an amazing book um, by Dr. Blaylock called Excitotoxins, the, the Taste That Kills. And, and basically, the concept behind this is whether it's glutamate, whether it's aspartic acid, whether it's aspartame, whether it's certain forms of hydrolyzed protein, that what they have the ability to do is to overexcite nerves to death. And so um, it's almost like electric shock therapy in a... Uh, a form of something you eat that that it can basically fritz your nerves. And so for a number of individuals, simply finding the sources of excess glutamate in the body and eliminating them makes a tremendous difference. Um, and the way I think about glutamate, because we do need glutamate, when I'm talking to all of you now and you're listening and thinking, our body needs glutamate for those receptors to be triggered for, for thought and processing. But if you think of a cup or a pitcher and, and you've got a certain amount of glutamate in it, 
if you then on top of all of your natural levels are ingesting tremendous amounts of of these excitotoxins, then your pitcher tends to overflow. And when we hit that point of overflowing is when we tend to see nerve damage and, and disruption. And so I'm not saying we want to eliminate all glutamate from your system, certainly not. But we want to pull the threshold level down low enough so that we're not overexciting nerves to death. And that's where we want to look at the balance of glutamate and GABA and try to hit a healthy balance where we're not overflowing. And one of the other articles that I pulled up from PubMed, the title is Molecular Mechanisms of Glutamate Toxicity in Parkinson's Disease. And then a second one, the role of glutamate receptors in Parkinson's disease. And so um, scientific literature does recognize the role not just that methylation plays, but also the role that excess glutamate and glutamate receptors play in in potentially overexciting nerves, and, and creating nerve damage. And, and that's why I'm, I'm suggesting to you that looking at the glutamate GABA balance, making sure you don't have excess, looking at nutrients to help to balance that glutamate and GABA uh, ratio, and then looking at the methylation pathway and making sure that that is functioning optimally, these are all key areas that you and your own doctor can focus on that can be addressed by nutritional supplements and vitamins and herbs, um, along with whatever um, more classic medication um, you and your doctor may have decided are, are ideal for your system. Many members of my audience get a bit overwhelmed by the many possibilities, many programs that enable an individual to potentially celebrate symptom relief. Could you, uh, for all of us, offer one suggestion to a person struggling with their health journey uh, that uh, would really enable them to uh, find that, yes, there is a great option out there? Um, The single best thing I would say is to work on your methylation cycle. And so to explain this, a little more for your audience. I find when I look at the nutrigenomic path, the, the genetics for this nutritional pathway, with for individuals, whether it's adults with Parkinson's or other similar or related health conditions, or individuals with autism, that there are a number of mutations in the pathway for methylation. And we can't do anything about the DNA you've inherited. You've inherited it. Your DNA is not going to change from that standpoint. And that's why when you run a genetic test like that, you only need to run it once in your lifetime. Um, It's the same reason if you watch CSI or one of those shows, they can use saliva or hair or nail or other bodily fluids and and analyze the DNA from and and identify if they have it on file the individual it came from because your DNA doesn't change. What can change is the ability of these methyl groups, these small groups, CH3, a carbon and three hydrogens to be placed on or off your DNA. And a visual to understand this, if you think about your DNA in your body like a charm bracelet, and assume that when there's mutations, 
there's breaks in the link in the on the charm bracelet. So the charm bracelet is essentially falling apart because there are mutations, there are breaks. But by putting a methyl group on, it can tie together two broken pieces of the length of the bracelet. And so these methyl groups help to modify your DNA after the fact so that even if there's certain underlying problems you've inherited, you have the ability potentially to bypass them with proper nutrition to be able to work on the methylation cycle. And you need to be able to make new DNA to repair your body. You need to be able to work on this pathway for everything from um, chronic bacterial infections, heart disease, um, allergic reactions, um, your nervous system. And so it's so central to every aspect of health and well-being. Um, I have developed certain supplements. There's a general vitamin I've developed that focuses in on um, supporting the what is needed for the methylation cycle and, and it is a vitamin that should be um, well tolerated by by almost any individual. I don't I don't want to um, promote anything like that in particular. So that's why I'm talking in more general terms. Um, but but there are um, there are vitamins, whether it's mine or someone else's, that can be used to help to support your methylation cycle as a beginning starting point um, for, for health and well-being. Um, and then the second piece is to really look at anything you're eating or vitamins you're taking that may have an excessive amount of glutamate, aspartate, aspartame in them. Um, a hidden source of it many times is minerals that you're taking. Minerals need to be complexed with something. And so you might look at something like um, magnesium citrate for your system if you're taking magnesium. But I am not a fan of, let's say, magnesium aspartate because that's another that's complexing magnesium with one of those excitotoxins. And so just taking the time to look critically at the supplements you're taking and the food you're eating um, is for some people will make a tremendous difference initially in in toning down the the inflammation around the nervous system and then the second piece is to try to look at supporting your methylation cycle with a general vitamin that's designed to work on the methylation cycle and then the third easy piece is run a hair metal test from at home and get a sense of what your minerals are looking like. Do you have enough minerals to help to transport B12 in your system? Do you even have adequate levels of cobalt, which would be a reflection of B12 in your system? So, so those are some basic starting points. And again, um, I really encourage people, work with your own doctor. Um, Ask your doctor, you know, for advice and, and feedback when you're making these decisions. And and ten, even though it's more work on your part to, to have a program that's customized and individualized for you, that's going to be the most benefit for you in the long run. Something that's a one-size-fits-all program um, can backfire. And then the other thing is, and, and I know I'm, <clears throat> I'm a little biased because I come from a research background, but run tests. Get the data. Find out if what you're doing makes sense. 
um, sometimes people will run a gut test to see the imbalances in their gut, and then they don't run that test for another three years. But but you have living bacteria in your gut, and that flora is going to change based on any number of factors. And so my personal view is take a look at what's going on, your gut, going on in your gut at least once a year. Look at the minerals in your urine and hair at least once a year. Look at what your amino acid profile is looking like and your energy markers once a year. Um, see where you stand because those are things that change. Um, If you think about it in terms of produce in your refrigerator, produce changes over time because it ages. And as we grow and change and age, you want to see what do I look like today versus what did I look like a year ago. And that will enable you to make decisions for your health and your supplements that reflect your state of being at the moment. Because if we go back to the Titanic example, you look at how many different factors play a role um, in your health in a similar way to how many different factors played a role in that disaster. And if you can look at those different aspects of your health, the pie chart that, that I have on the slides early on, what is your stress level today versus a year ago? What microbes are in your system? What's your glutamate level? What's your toxin level? What do your minerals look like? And those things will change, and by focusing in on even one or two of those factors, you can really change the course of your health and well-being. Dr. Yasko, what are some things that you're particularly proud of with the program you have created? Um, well, first of all, I think we've we've worked really hard to create a platform where there are a huge number of free resources for anyone to take advantage of. And so while I have a very large number of individuals who work through me to run tests and get my feedback, um, the program is designed so that you could work with your own doctor, you could order your follow-up testing from all kinds of other places, you could get your supplements from the local store down the street, um, and you could still follow the protocol. Um, if if that's not working for you and, and you need extra input, that's the place where you probably want to um, run testing through me so I can give a little more guidance to you and your own doctor. But um, whether it's the free books online, the videos, the chat group, um, the the books that we give out to you, I share what I think about all the different supplements, um, any of those. Oh, we're working with individuals all around the world with a whole huge host of um, health considerations. Um, and sometimes individuals, they just want to stay healthy. It's not that they have autism. It's not that they have Parkinson's. It's not that they have irritable bowel. Um, they just want to look at the protocol for maintaining um, their health and well-being. Um, the oldest individual on the program who's still making progress is 93. Um, I work with individuals in the Amish community. Um, I work with individuals um, from every walk of life. And I treat each file that comes across my desk as the most important thing that I could possibly do at that moment. 
when I'm looking at a file, the only thing that I pay attention to at that time is what's in front of me, what that person feels are their largest health concerns, what the tests in that file look like, what the supplements they might want to consider are, what what may be non-ideal in some of the other supplements they're taking, and then what I might suggest to that individual and their own doctor so that the individual and their healthcare professional can make a final decision on on any suggestions moving forward. And so I, I think a lot of people have gone to more um, remote and telehealth over the past several years. But this has been the direction that that we've been going in building for for well over a decade and and so i I feel very proud of the the network we've we've made to give people the support they need to be able to take charge of their own health with the aid of their doctor or healthcare professional and and how many people were able to reach and help um and and i would say that it's equal parts science and caring i come to this from a science background but i bring to it from my heart i'm very blessed to have had three healthy children who are now healthy, successful adults. And I know how I would have felt if I were struggling with my health um, to be part of a family or if any of my children were struggling. And, And so I think the program is unique in that the level of caring for each person matches the level of scientific input um, that I put into it. So it sounds as though a person who lives in South Africa or China or Japan or Great Britain or France or Canada can take advantage of what you have to offer and your resources. Would that be a fair summary? Yes, um, and and what we do is some of those countries um, we can't ship tests to um, because of the delay in sample time, and so we work with what someone needs to do from their own country. So say if someone were in a country where they couldn't send a um, a stool test for an analysis of their gut health, then then they can include those type of tests they've run um, in their own country with their own doctor um, so that I have that to look at when I'm making suggestions for them and their own doctor. And similarly, while I may suggest a particular supplement that I've designed, let's say my general vitamin or, or something I prefer, I fully understand and and adapt to what's available to someone wherever they're um, coming from because they may not have access or the ability um, to to get a hold of certain supplements and herbs and vitamins. Different countries have, have different rules and regulations. And so, again, it's customized not just for the individual and their health, and their test data, but also adaptable to wherever they're coming from and what those constraints are. Dr. Yasko, what is your website address? Um, There's several different um, websites. Um, To learn more about me, it would just be Dr. Amy Yasko, so D-R-A-M-Y-Y-A-S-K-O.com. Um, the health tests and many of the free resources are at holistichealth.com, so that's 
H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. And if you go to www.holistichealth.com, you should be able to get to a landing page that can get you the information about me, to the chat group, to the client portal, to the site where the supplements are sold, as well as, um, I believe, four different online books that you can access for free, and then the links to the free DVDs and talks. Um, so all of that is, it should be available from holistichealth.com. Once again, that website address is H O L I S T I C H E A L T H dot C O M. And Dr. Yasko's website is D R A M Y W I mean Y excuse me A S K O dot C O M Dr. Yasko, you have provided such revolutionary and informative suggestions for members of my listening audience, many of whom think the only solution available is to somehow find ways to supplement dopamine. If there is one thing that a member of my listening audience who has listened to your amazing interview today thinks about or remembers about what you said two weeks from now, what would you most like that to be? Um, well, I'll answer that with two things. Um, if they could use a general vitamin to support their methylation cycle, and if they could run a hair mineral test um, to, to look at their mineral balance in their body, those would be um, two of the key things that will make a difference moving forward. As I said, I, I began working with adults, um, and that was, you know, back when I was still seeing individuals on a one-by-one a -one basis, and, and a number of them um, did struggle with Parkinson's disease. And there are, at this time, a number of individuals following the program who do have Parkinson's. And so the link to the forum, the chat group that you can get from the holistichealth.com site, um, your listeners can connect with others on the program who do have Parkinson's um, and, and are on the chat group and are following the protocol and they can talk with each other and, and share suggestions. But um, those two two areas, to look at the minerals and to work on the methylation cycle are two of the key things that I find help tremendously as well as just look at what's in your cabinet and make sure you're not eating a lot of glutamate and aspartate or aspartame. Um, that, those couple of, of tidbits make a huge difference and and um and I would encourage your listeners if if they feel inclined talk to others using my protocol on the chat group and and get feedback from them and and share with them um it gets back to what I was saying the level of caring and and support the chat group isn't just about science it's about emotional support it's about talking to someone else you are and feeling like there's someone you can reach who's listening and who cares and who's been through what you're going through or something similar because it, if we get back to that pie chart stress is a factor and emotional stress is a big deal and if you're feeling lost or alone or unsupported or like you're drowning, 
that's where the chat group really, really comes into play. And, and I think being there for people and listening, it, it's part of why when I work on these files, I handwrite on every single file because I want people to know I care. I see you as a person. I'm going to sit there with a pen and write on the piece of paper that's going to be scanned back to you because somebody does really care and hear you and understand and sympathize with what you're going through, even if I can't empathize with what you're going through. Dr. Amy Yasko, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for taking the time to be a guest on Parkinson's Recovery Radio and to offer these spectacular, amazing, and helpful suggestions for persons currently experiencing the symptoms of Parkinson's disease. I'd like to just thank you again for this opportunity. I think what you're doing is wonderful. It is so needed, and I'm sure every one of your listeners appreciates everything you do, and, and I appreciate allowing me to, to share my time with your listeners. So thank you again. And you are most welcome, Dr. Yasko. It's an honor and a privilege. And that's what's happening here on the, you guessed it, shores of the Puget Sound, where all of the women are smart. All the men are, of course, handsome, and all of the children are profoundly loved. Know that by virtue of the fact that you have been listening to this spectacular and amazing interview with Dr. Amy Yasko, that you are traveling down the road to recovery, making your own choices, connecting in with your own wisdom, and knowing the best choices that are right for you, just as Dr. Yasko has described. Thank you so much for being interested and a participant in this global audience of individuals who know in their heart, mind, and soul that indeed, yes, there are ways to celebrate symptom relief from a diagnosis of Parkinson's disease and other neurological challenges. Thank you so much for listening to this amazing interview today. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.